Welcome to Strategy Talk, where the editors of Strategy Page discuss current events with a splash of history. I'm Dan Masterson, host of Strategy Talk. With me today is the editor of Strategy Page, well-known military author and game designer, Jim Dunnigan. Also joining us is the associate editor of Strategy Page, columnist and author, Austin Bay. Welcome, Austin and Jim. Uh, Jim, recently we made a change on Strategy Page. We added a new section uh, to cover Turkey. Uh, before that, we were covering Turkey in our Libya posts, in our Syria posts, and and sometimes in our, our Iran posts because they've been involved in all those areas. Uh, sometimes in our Russia, we would uh, cover them. Exactly. But uh, Israel and so on and so on. Right. It, so, it got confusing, and, and we were dropping a bunch of uh, uh, updates because peace had broken out, the bane of uh, war reporting. And, uh, and I thought, well, maybe we should add something. And bingo, it came to me, Turkey, of course. Uh, and there we went. Yep. So what's the current situation in Turkey? Well, there, as I pointed out in the updates, all those those disparate updates, uh, the uh, the Ottomans. I mean, he, Erdogan is uh, for reasons maybe he's not doing it on purpose. Whatever, he's trying to put back together sort of an Ottoman, you know, uh, hegemony. You know, I don't think any Turks would stand for you know uh, the traditional empire where they have to maintain an army which has to go down and kill a bunch of Arabs every once in a while to, to get people to pay attention to what the, the, the sultan wants. Um, but they do like the idea of uh, basically getting back the caliphate. And they, they never put it that way. But that still resonates with some of the more religious Turks. When One way the Turks ran their empire was not just with a, with a, uh, a very disciplined and powerful army, and one that wasn't uh, wasn't uh, how should I put it uh, reluctant when it came to disciplining, you know, uh, uh, people who would not you know follow the rules. Um, they also used religion quite successfully in in any cases. Uh, the even then, I mean, for over a thousand years, there's been a lot of Muslims want to uh, reform the caliphate. And so the Sultan looked at that, and the Turks, I'll give them credit, they're, they're ever optimists and opportunists. And they said, hmm, why couldn't the, um, uh, the Sultan be the, uh, the caliph? And they did that. And the caliphate basically went on for because the Turks controlled uh, Mecca and Medina, not the interior. That's where the uh, Sauds and various other tribes were semi-independent. Um but Mecca and Medina were important because they were cash cars. Uh, the, they had the Hajj, they had the pilgrimage, and whoever controlled that basically made a lot of money. Um, and that always attracted the Turks. So the, the Sultan uh, basically declared himself, you know, the, the most whatever. I, Austin could probably tell us what the, what the rationale was, if there was one. But he said, I'm the caliph. Any objections? You know, and uh, the West didn't care. Um, and uh, bingo, the caliphate was around again. Uh, oh, the Iranians objected, as <laughs> they still do. Um, but they were basically militarily uh, and organizationally inferior to the Ottomans. So Erdogan may have that in the back of his head. If he can be recognized as the head of the uh, the Muslim world, 
uh, he'll be in Pat City. What he fails to appreciate is that Arabs have always considered themselves superior in terms of Islam. Uh, that's something the Afghans learned, you know, uh, much to their chagrin. They always thought that the Arabs, some of them had gone to the Hajj, and, um, and that's where Muslims from all over the world come to uh, to the, the annual pilgrimage. And um, the uh, they failed to recognize until they, you have Arabs living right among you that the Arabs consider their form of Islam uh, and their version of the Quran, uh, the true book of Islam. Uh, and they, for example, consider uh, translations of the, uh, the Quran into other languages, be it, you know, Turkish or you name it, uh, to be, you know, really not quite kosher, as it were. They're somewhat haram, forbidden. Uh, they don't, they never, they never leaned on it. They realized it was a, it was a touchy situation. They needed those translations. But they would always stress in madrasas and religious schools that learning it in Arabic is the highest form of Islamic studies. So the Turks, or at least Erdogan, didn't get the, didn't get the memo. Uh, that the uh, while a lot of Muslims looked up to the Sultan for reestablishing a caliphate, if not the caliphate, uh, a lot of Arab Muslims uh, did not quite appreciate it. But they didn't appreciate the Ottomans in general, not just for their bought their the, the, uh, the Sultan proclaiming himself the, uh, uh, the caliph. But Erdogan apparently, and, and he's getting pushback. You know, in Libya, he's being called a, uh, you know, a return of the Ottomans, the hated Ottomans, yada, yada. The Egyptians have it in form. You know, all the former uh, uh, Arab uh, countries that were, that were, you know, uh, uh, provinces of the, uh, the, uh, the empire uh, are, are quite open in their disdain for any uh, dominance by uh, the current, you know, Turks. Um, and Erdogan just brushes that aside because that's another, you know, uh, Turkish trait. But in this case, he's he's uh, he's dealing from a weaker hand than the Sultans had. Um, and so Austin can explain it's not working out so well for Recep. Austin, it seems like the Turks have their almost like the Iranians have their thumb in multiple pies. All right, it, it, first of all. The way the Turks pronounce that uh, that G in there, it's really it's, it's almost has a W sound. Erdogan is the way he pronounce. I, I don't not playing, you know, just cor- correct pronunciation on it because you'll hear yeah, just uh, call him Erdogan because that's the uh, anglicization of it. But I'm gonna go with Erdogan because that's I've been corrected by Turks so many times myself on it. <clears throat> the uh, one one other thing is is if you want uh, if listeners want to go back and read what we've had to say about uh, Turkey, uh, we covered it in the Balkans for a long time too, uh, because really the western half of of Turkey and of course there's Thrace and then the, the the uh, Asian side, as they say, of the Bosporus, uh, Sea of Marmara, and Dardanelles, that they, and then the Aegean coast, they are the Balkans, extension of the Balkans. So that was why one reason we uh, 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 we did that. Now, as for having 
Erdogan, I, I, I think it's really more Erdogan than it is Turkey, because there's a lot of pushback inside Turkey about his uh, turn uh, away uh, from Europe. Uh, it was something that Mustafa Kemal Ataturk said, you know, look to Europe, not, he would say, not to the Arab lands, or not to, uh, uh, not to Asia, when he was uh, creating the uh, uh, Turkish Republic, and also uh, uh, emphasizing secularism. Uh, it was uh, Ataturk that uh, got rid of the, of the caliphate. He considered it to be uh, oppressive, among other things, and uh, uh, outdated. And just really, as Jim said, it, it was a tool of control and, and uh, uh, oppression throughout the uh, Ottoman Empire. It was a, another political tool for the, uh, for the sultan. And now, before I get into all the pies that uh, they're really uh, sinkholes, Dan, and say they're my fingers in pies, because he said, uh, I, I see Erdogan's government have gotten Turkey into a into, into really a lot of trouble without a, a lot of uh, a, 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 a lot of prestige. Um, I, I want to say something about why I think he's been doing this. Ultimately, and it sounds novelistic, but nevertheless, I think it applies uh, applies to him very much. I think he's very, very jealous of Ataturk, and he wants to supplant him as the great uh, post-Ottoman Turk. Uh, that's been his drive, and uh, his, uh, he, even though he's using, you know, photos of Ataturk and he invokes him all the time, it's he also despises him for having gotten rid of the caliphate, having separated uh, mosque and state, church and state, but mosque and state, and saying we're going to have a secular democracy uh, in Turkey. It's the route to the modern world. Erdogan walks a fine line there, too. He's he's told uh, some of the uh, uh, Arab Muslim radicals that, uh, he believes in Turkey's democracy. He said that at the same time he's got about undermining it and creating a really powerful uh, presidency that has all the trappings of, of becoming a, a, a one-man state again. It, hasn't, it has not become that. But right now, Turkey's got, with Erdogan, it's got its... Uh, it's involved deeply in Syria. That was something that was brought on to it because of Arab Spring in, 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 20, uh, in 2011. Uh, it's got uh, a finger uh, in uh, 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 troubles in Iran and Iraq that's dealing with the PKK, Kurdistan Workers Party, which is uh, the Turks call it a terrorist organization. I think that's a fair description of it. Uh, PKK was started as a, a, a really Marxist uh, outfit during the Cold War run by the Soviet Union, Moscow, to try to disturb Turkey. But it's got, you know, it's got elements in Syria, uh, northern Iraq, and 
northeastern northeastern Iran and southeastern Turkey. Uh, Nagorno-Karabakh, which is the Azerbaijan uh, Ar Armenian uh, Ar Armenian struggle, uh, also very much involved uh, in Libya. And as Jim pointed out, uh, many of the Libyans refer to Turkey really as colonizers. Uh, Tripolitania and Cyrenaica. <clears throat> Tripolitania is a, was a Turk name for the western half, Tripoli. Cyrenaica, that's you know, they're Simon of Cyrene uh, from the uh, uh, Gospels. It's the Greek, uh, Greek town, sometimes it's pronounced Cyrene, but uh, it no longer exists. But uh, that, that's the was the old, actually Roman name for that part uh, of of Libya. Uh, the Turks uh, also had Benghazi, I think, as as, as a separate separate uh, political uh, entity. And then there was the outback where the Berbers uh, Berbers lived. That's the way the Turks ran Libya. Uh, they didn't uh, uh, run it as a, even though Tripoli was the really the, uh, the main uh, uh, main town, just like it like it is now. But it was part uh, of uh, 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 the Ottoman Empire at various times too. The Ottomans had, if not direct control, they were the uh, record. The Sultan was recognized as the ultimate leader in both uh, Algeria and uh, uh, Tunisia and uh, Egypt was in, in a special uh, a special case as well. It had an uh, an overseer who uh, was uh, uh, nominally loyal to the uh, uh, to the Ottomans, but then the Ottomans were controlling. Uh, uh, this was uh, at the height of the empire, the entirety of, of uh, North a uh, Africa, uh, Lebanon. Here I'm now Lebanon. The Turks have for uh, they're not stuck at it in the same way they are in Syria, but they understand that Turkey is at war with uh, the Lebanese Hezbollah, just like Israel is. Uh, Turkey's nominally at odds with uh, uh, with Israel. Of course, it's not at war with uh, the uh, Israelis, and uh, it's. At odds with uh, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and uh, really, if you if you get into Bahrain and uh, Kuwait and Oman as well, all the Gulf Arab states, with the exception of Qatar, uh, Qatar has become a Turkish ally, and the Turks even have a uh, military contingent posted in Qatar. Understand that this is really interesting. Because uh, Gutter is where CENTCOM Forward's headquarters is uh, uh, as well. Uh, in Libya, uh, Syria, and Azerbaijan, Ar Ar Armenia, Turkey's really w waging a quasi war with Russia. It's also in a curious uh, confrontation with China. At the same time, Erdogan's going around trying to get the Chinese to invest, you know, billions in in, in Turkey. He's also uh, supporting the Uyghurs in uh, Western China, Xinjiang, and uh, province. 
they're Turkic. They're Muslims and uh, they're they're Turkic peoples, just like uh, Turkestan. As a matter of fact, the uh, Uyghurs refer to uh, uh, Xinjiang province as East Turkestan and Uyghur. Uh, I believe Turkey has it does. It has the uh, largest Uyghur uh, uh, population, a Uyghur diaspora of any uh, uh, nation in the world. Now, I can't say that Turkey's really at war with uh, with France, uh, but uh, and Greece, but they had their little naval uh, shadow war uh, in the some, last summer, summer 2020, uh, and the fall. They're trying to um, normalize relations. But if it's still a confrontation when three uh, NATO NATO members are uh, shadow boxing at sea and uh, a, a, a Turk uh, ship uh, collided actually with a Greek uh, Greek frigate, which was the uh, uh, worst incident. Uh, so I think that pretty much covers it. Even though uh, I guess I ought to mention that. A couple of times in the last five years, Erdogan's tossed out the idea that he would uh, close uh, and pick the United States out of the Angelic uh, uh, Air Base, uh, which is it's it's a Turkish Air Force base, but it's one of NATO's biggest. I mean, the uh, the base is just uh, a huge stockpile of of uh, uh, weaponry. Uh, it's a major supply depot for. Uh, NATO operations in um, a supply link, but uh, it is a, a depot in uh, in Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, and it really is a, a NATO base. But he's uh, he's toyed with that idea to the point that <clears throat> there's uh, where what would where would the United States and NATO go if uh, if uh, Turkey closed uh, in Jerlik to NATO operations, and the biggest thought is is to Cyprus, is to those two British sovereign area uh, bases in Cyprus, which gets back. I said that's pretty much it, but Cyprus is still a a uh, it's a thorn in Turkey's side and a thorn in uh, in uh, NATO's side. The uh, Turks still occupy forty percent of the island. Uh, this is where they've got the, the 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 facts are on their side. That uh, treaty that uh, Great Britain uh, and uh, Turkey and Cyprus uh, signed in uh, 1960 uh, gave uh, all of the Chinese the the right to intervene uh, should the uh, treaty be violated. And that Greek uh, colonel's regime was trying to uh, <clears throat> take control of Cyprus and and, and uh, Innosis, bring it as part of uh, uh, part of Greece in '74, and Turkey intervened to uh, protect the uh, uh, Turkish Cypriots. But it's now been going on for uh, how many years? 46, 47 years, and hasn't uh, hasn't been resolved. And that Turkish statelet is, uh, I believe, Turkey is the only country that actually uh, recognizes it. 
So that's a that's a problem, but it's not the in the same kind of problem the shooting wars in uh, Libya and Syria. So um, they they're also involved, Jim, with Venezuela, uh, with Maduro, and having supported him. Uh, what's up with them trying to have influence in South America? Uh, it's not going very well. Uh, Erdogan is a minor player uh, in Venezuela. I mean, basically, he's getting his licks in uh, to stake out a uh, a position in case the uh, you know the <laughs> the dictatorship there you know takes hold, which is slowly doing. Uh, by starving out its own population, or at least people who do not, you know, back up Maduro and, and his uh, uh, his thugs, um, they uh, they basically will will be opportunists. They will basically take advantage of any situation that might benefit them eventually. Uh, I mean, the the main reason for being in Syria is not to control Syria. But simply uh, keep the the PKY, you know, the the Kurdish um, separatists uh, from crossing their border, you know, in and out of uh, 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 southeastern or eastern Turkey, which is largely Kurdish, um, uh, and uh, also keeping Islamic terrorists out, or at least Islamic terrorists they don't approve of. They have a double standard there; they don't like to talk about, you know, uh, in public, uh, but it exists. Um, there's also a lot of corruption in, in Turkey, especially in the import-export business, and that's why it came out after ISIL, you know, was, uh, caliphate collapse, uh, that there was a lot of hanky-panky going on. You know, for, if you had the cash, uh, you could basically get whatever you wanted in Turkey. Um, so his idea was to we'll, we'll provide a a 30-kilometer deep border zone on the Syria side of the border, which is controlled by Turkey, or uh, what they're doing now is they have these uh, uh, Syrian mercenaries, <laughs> Syrian Arab mercenaries. Um, uh, these are guys who used to be secular, the uh, the Free Syrian Army that the United States helped form early on, but they they quickly lost out to the Islamic, uh, you know, uh, radical, you know, militia rebel groups, uh, which was a big mistake because that led to ISIL, and ISIL led to all sorts of grief. The uh, so. Don't really uh, want to, you know, own, really even own that. Uh, they just want to control their own border. Uh, and of course, what they don't want to admit is they have to control their own corrupt, you know, uh, import-export. They're smugglers, uh, which again they're up two minds about because these smugglers can be useful about slipping stuff in or out of, of neighbors. The Turks have always had a, a prejudice for you know getting involved. Uh, in the neighboring countries, um, uh, you know, I, I guess you might say it's a, you know, it's an ethnic trait. I mean, that's how they built their empire. That's how they got into the uh, Asia Minor, you know, uh, uh, Turkey these days. In the first place, they kept migrating, and they finally found a place. Hey, this looks pretty good place to stop and start an empire, and that they did. They, in doing so, they displaced an earlier uh, group of Turks who had come in, who weren't quite as organized as the Ottomans were. Um, the, uh, the, I mean, the, the Turks in general have a, have, a, have a long history of that sort of thing. They were the one, the first group that signed on with the Mongols. When the Mongols came, uh, you know, an uh, empire building, as it were, uh, they ran into the Turks. And actually, the Mongols already recognized the Turks as people they could do business with, uh, like-minded. 
And uh, but Tamerlane, one of the later uh, Khans, was uh, Turkish, or at least half Turkish. Um, so the, uh, the, the, the Turks, it, basically, they can't help themselves. If they have neighbors, they'll meddle, uh, for, for better or worse. But ultimately, they want some, to do something that will benefit the Turks. Uh, Erdogan did the math, as it were, because Israel uh, was a trading partner, was a defense partner, a counterterrorism partner for decades. It was a hospitable place for the, for the Jews, uh, you know, before Israel was, uh, was formed. Uh, and, and, of course, Palestine, what it can, well, but now became Israel, those Arab lands, as it were. Uh, there never was a Palestine. But anyway, the Turks encouraged uh, uh, their uh, Jews in general, but especially ones who had first lived in Turkey, to uh, go down in that area and make it flourish. I mean, that was their idea of a business opportunity, which <laughs> went sideways. But the Turks stayed in touch. And until Erdogan came along and decided, well, let's back the, the Arabs. That, that seems like a stupid decision. But, you know, that's the problem with Erdogan. He makes stupid decisions. He's, he's a charismatic guy. So was Saddam Hussein and Adolf Hitler. Uh, but uh, he just did dumb things. Uh, he, he basically got elected on the promise of cleaning up the corruption, which was a big, uh, was and always is a big problem. I mean, the ancient Turks talk about the endemic corruption in pieces before the Turks arrived in Asia Minor. Uh, Romans complained about it. Actually, the Turks, the, the, the Greeks were already fairly corrupt. But for the Romans, this was disgusting. But they had to do business with them. Uh, the Turks sort of embraced it. You know, hey, we can buy and sell people, uh, you know, alliances and what have you. Um, and they never, they never lost that opportunistic uh, attitude of let's make a deal. And if you don't, if you don't like my terms, how about these guys with guns I got behind me? So they were like Vikings in many respects. And uh, the problem is, a lot of Turks, especially the Ataturk fans, the secular Turks, as it were, were appalled at the at the at the supremacy, the rise, as it were, of Erdogan and his party, um, because they knew that all he could offer was a short period of less corruption. Because as as has happened in every country where uh, Islamic fundamentalists uh, get in power uh, on the promise of uh, reducing corruption, they do for a while, but then they and their families become corrupt. And bingo, you know, the, the circle is, 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 is back again, the circle of uh, deceit and uh, plundering the state. Um, the, uh, uh, the opposition is still there. And they're gaining more adherence. I mean, Erdogan is having a harder time maintaining power. He still is conducting elections, which are more or less fair, less fair as, as time goes on. Uh, but there's only so much uh, of that kind of chicanery you can get away with in Turkey without sparking a real you know, rebellion, not that phony coup in 2016, which he just really used as an excuse to uh, fire anybody, everybody and everybody uh, that he thought he thought didn't agree with him. Uh, and that crippled a lot of uh, Turkish institutions, including the Air Force. Uh, so, you know, Erdogan is his own worst enemy, as guys like that tend to be. But in the meanwhile, uh, Turkey is suffering. And it's it's unclear. Maybe Austin can give us a prediction as to when that suffering will end. Uh, uh, Jim, I, here is the issue, as I see it, domestically in, in Turkey. It's when does the... Turkish voting public reached the point that they 
once again move to the uh, uh, CHB, the uh, uh, the Republican People's Party, which was uh, Ataturk's party, and give the Kemalists a chance again uh, and uh, remove Erdogan from power. They're also going to have to readjust. I, I think they should readjust the, the power relationship so that Parliament once again has uh, a, a, a greater say than than the uh, all-powerful presidency that uh, Erdogan uh, has has all but created. He, he hasn't finalized that there are four or five other moves he wants to make to give the president these powers. Again, some of this I think that to be historically accurate, uh, Ataturk had those powers, but in part because he was also the victorious general, uh, the only real Turkish hero to emerge from the World War One, uh, created the uh, he and his his uh, a cadre of of uh, secularists uh, in the uh, army really created the uh, foundation for the. Republican state that now exists and has flourished, and also his orientation again towards he says towards Europe. We're going to not run our affairs like a uh, like an empire. We're going to have a parliament uh, parliamentary system like France or like Great Britain or like the United States. And uh, those were the models for uh, Kemalist Turkey. Erdogan wants to take the strengths of Kemalist Turkey and then you know, off first with his uh, religious uh, religious revival, but now turn it into a uh, really a, a one-man author uh, authoritarian state. I, I, I'm glad you brought up uh, Venezuela, uh, Dan, on this. Maduro is Erdogan smarter than Maduro, but there's some similarities in their behavior, behavior characteristics. I, uh, I, I, I think uh, Erdogan, again, is more charismatic than Maduro, but uh, the same kind of bully boy uh, attitude when he's uh, uh, when he's in a in a confrontation. Interestingly enough, though, he's having to back down in so many places over the last few months because Turkey's economy is in such bad shape. And that's another why there's, I think, an opportunity here. And I don't know when that's going to be, Jim. But sometime in the next, I would say, two to five years for uh, uh, a democratic removal of Erdogan from power. Uh, I'm actually sticking my neck out on that, saying two to five years. But the elements that are in, in play are the, uh, the the economic troubles that Turkey has. That was another way that Erdogan got uh, uh, situated himself uh, and, and kept himself in power is that he started out with a classic, and I'm using liberal in the uh, British economic sense here, he liberalized the economy. Uh, the uh, Turkey had a statist type uh, uh, controlled a, a, a economy, 
uh, and you said it correctly how corrupt it was. Well, he was going to liberalize it and, and attack corruption. Right? Turkey got a huge economic boost. Oh, it starts, uh, it starts deteriorating, I'll say maybe 2014, 2015. And now it's, it's really, uh, uh, debt, combination of debt and, uh, corruption and, uh, waste and uh, being sapped to the, the, the Syrian, uh, Syrian war has, has cost Turkey. In part, it's because they've taken in, had, had to, but taken in so many, uh, uh Syrian refugees. You know, the, the figure varies. I think on the last report, it's three, three and a half, half million officially, but uh, there may be four million, uh, uh, Syrian refugees and uh, there are still 500 to 700,000 Iraqi Arab, uh, uh, Arabs, uh, in, in Turkey. And that's, that's not something that you can lay totally on, on Erdogan. That's the, uh, uh, has to deal with the, of course, the volatility in the wars in their region. So one of the things in your most recent column on Turkey, Austin, that I noticed that it seems to be a hot point and could cause some great stress and conflict in the future is the gas and oil rights uh, out in the the Mediterranean and the Aegean. You see, and that's when I sketched out the, the, the shadow naval war, I should have popped that in there. That's what t- uh, uh, <laughs> that's what ignites that. Uh, and it's, it's also tied into with the status of, uh, uh, of Cyprus, uh, Dan. Uh, does the Turkish state have its own maritime rights or its own maritime boundaries? Where is the, your, your EEZ, your exclusive economic zone? And the, Israel discovered uh, significant gas deposits. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, Jim. I think it was about 2005 they first started finding that uh, offshore uh, 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 offshore reservoirs of, of natural gas and some oil. Some of it's off of, of Gaza, too. And the Israelis have, have uh, you know, the uh, Palestinians in, in Gaza get uh, revenues, royalties off of uh, the uh, gas that's uh, pumped uh, out, of, uh, out of their areas. But it turns out that this field goes out into the Mediterranean. Some of it is in Lebanese waters. Some of it is definitely in Cypriot waters, and the Egyptians uh, have discovered that uh, that they have uh, uh, natural gas fields uh, at, at offshore uh, as well. So you've got the Israelis leading a consortium that, uh, with interest by the uh, Egyptians, but the Cypriots, therefore the Greeks, uh, they want to build a pipeline that can bring natural gas uh, to Europe. You would think that, um, I'll get to Turkey's issue on this in a second, Dan, but you, you'd think, well, the natural place to do it is it con- goes to Cyprus, and then it goes to Turkey, and then connects to existing nat- natural gas lines. Uh, but uh, the Turks uh, are already having 
issues with the Greeks on offshore rights. It, part of it has to do with uh, the fact that, that several Greek islands are very close to the Turkish coast. There are ways to uh, litigate under the uh, UN uh, Convention on the Law of the Sea, uh, whether whether overla- uh, overlapping overlapping claims, but there's very been very very little <clears throat> interest on the part of at least Erdogan's Turkey and the Greeks and the Cypriots uh, to negotiate, and it's. Again, the issue, unresolved issue of of of, of, of Cyprus is you know, it's split state or really one state. Cyprus, with part of it occupied, again, you're going to have to blame that Greek uh, colonel's regime because they were up to no good when they uh, tr- were going to unite Cyprus with uh, Greater Greece. Uh, <clears throat> But we're still left with a problem, and with the discovery of of natural gas offshore hydrocarbon deposits, and the desire to build pipelines to deliver it to European markets, that is back as a unresolved unresolved problem. Erdogan, instead of negotiating with uh, the Israelis, who he decided, as Jim said, they were going to be make them uh, uh, a target instead of a, a, an ally. Uh, their Greek and Turk relationships have always been uh, iffy. Well, a few times they weren't was when Ataturk uh, decided that uh, he wanted to uh, end uh, Turkish claims to uh, uh, excuse me, what was Macedonia, Thessaloniki, Salonika, which, where he actually, where he was born. And there was an opportunity there that uh, for a while, at least recognition that maybe the Greeks and Turks could get along. <coughs> but it's back, excuse me, <coughs> it's back, uh, the hydrocarbons and the, the pipelines has, uh, well, let's say, opened old wounds between uh, Greeks and Turks, and Erdogan has used it to some to some degree, uh, and in his uh, domestic politics, it gets also more complicated too. It's because uh, Turkey, one of the reasons that uh, I think they got involved in Libya, was uh, Libyan oil and gas, and he's got Libya as actually an ally on how some of these uh, pipelines might be. Uh, Constructed uh, and and uh, and run, and there are about I've seen three different maps of overlapping claims in the Eastern Mediterranean, offshore, uh, and also where uh, one of the maps had multiple uh, pipelines, uh, 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 pipeline routes. Understand that there are pipelines under the Mediterranean now be, uh, that uh, bringing uh, Algerian gas to uh, to uh, to Europe that's it's not something that hasn't uh, uh, hasn't been done uh, 
could be done in, and it really could be fairly easily done in uh, the Eastern Mediterranean, according to the uh, engineering reports I've read, if you can work the politics out. Uh, unfortunately, the both the Greeks and Turks have used their at-sea con- confrontations. It's, Greeks are doing it too, as uh, to uh, for d- domestic uh, political purposes. And there are some hotheads in Turkey and Greece that both say that the, the, we should be prepared to go to war over over uh, our sea territorial rights. Well, the thing about them is you can't develop them because they're it's uh, <clears throat> they're so difficult to, to put in offshore platforms. It's next to impossible to protect. Flat, uh, uh, protect uh, uh, undersea pipelines in a, situ- a situation like like that, and then Greece and Turkey during times of peace and when there is no pandemic, there the Aegean on both sides is uh, a uh, absolute money maker in the tourist business, and tourists don't go into war zones. This has been pointed out by both the Greek and Turk business community to their governments at various times or their hotheads that uh, you really want to kill uh, the golden goose. And it's the uh, people want to come here and go on uh, uh, and, and enjoy the Aegean uh, coast and, and, and go sailing and uh, go to uh, Take a, a boat from Istanbul to Athens. It can be done only when there's uh, only when there's peace and when we get along. Matter of fact, one of the things that helped uh, 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 Turkey, Greek uh, tourist business, Greek hotel—I'm uh, not a hotel chains, but uh, tourist advisors—helped the Turks uh, build, uh, revive, and improve their own tourist facilities in the eastern uh, Aegean. So there's a, a, a ongoing cooperation even when there were times of uh, uh, our, their air forces playing uh, games of uh, chase and pretending to shoot each other down uh, over the uh, over the Aegean Islands. Uh, there would be a, a war <coughs> would be the worst thing for uh, Cyprus, Greece, Turkey, and everybody else that wants to, uh, and <laughs> that wants to prosper from the oil and gas deposits, it won't happen. But instead of trying to do it diplomatically and rationally, the uh, they get more out of like the Erdogans among us get more out of having a destroyer. Uh, you know, level its guns uh, at a seismic research ship. Yeah. Well, I hate to say that, but that's what happens, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll, uh, now that we have a turkey section on the site, uh, we look to uh, more coverage of that. And um, we'll, uh, we're up against the time limit. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.